Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the A Word podcast. What is the A Word? The A Word symbolizes the censorship that comes with speaking about mental health and life experiences in general. This is a space where those censors do not exist and where we are able to have raw, real, and unfiltered conversations about mental health, spilling some tea about life, and sharing some laughs and cries along the way. Above all, we are here to have fun, do some self-care, and some loving on you. Welcome to the A Word. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to episode three of the A Word podcast. Again, I want to thank everybody who has shared my podcast, sent me a text message, a DM, whatever it may be, telling me that you enjoy it and that you're excited for the next episode. You guys, like I said before the previous episode, this was a hard decision for me to make because sometimes we begin in our own way, but I'm here. Um, But if you are listening today or if you've listened previously, I would really love it if you guys could leave a review on whatever platform that you are listening on. So whether that's Apple, Google, or Spotify, please show me some love. So let's get into it. Episode three, let that ish go. Let it go. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about seven things. And there are so many things we need to let go. So let me clarify. There are several things that we need to let go and let be gone and never come back. Kick rocks, you feel me? But I'm going to be talking about seven of those things today. So number one, unrealistic expectations. And those come in so many forms, but a lot of times they come in the form of the expectations that we have for the people in our lives, other people. So I'm, you know, I'm always going to be real with you. I'm going to keep it a buck and I'm going to tell you a story of a recent situation where I have had unrealistic expectations, right? So I tend to, I think we all do. We want people to give us the same energy or respect that we give to them. So I expected I had a conversation and I expected for the person that I had the conversation with to receive it just receive it and receive it and be like oh, okay that's how you felt my bad and move forward because I'm the kind of person where I can have a we can have a beef or not necessarily a beef I can just tell you look I'm addressing you this is how something made me feel right but I can still be cool with you. Yeah, I feel bad. Like, I I felt bad about this. I'm telling you how it made me feel. You can have your rebuttals, your responses. Be like, you come back at me and be like, well, you made me feel this way. Whatever. We're communicating. We're adjusting the situation. We don't have to ghost each other afterwards. We don't have to stop communicating. We can still talk. I'm not one of those people. But I expected for the person that I had the conversation with to just kind of receive it, just listen, you know, just listen, receive it, respect it, and move forward so that we can 
How do we move forward? How do we continue our relationship? How do we continue being friends? How do we continue having a healthy dialogue between each other when when things are not always great? Because realistically, things are not always going to be great. Every friendship, every relationship is not always going to be kikiing, haha, you so funny, you my dog. It ain't always going to be like that. Sometimes you're going to have issues. And I guess I expected for this person to receive it. And I don't necessarily, I, I cannot expect for someone to react the way I would like for them to react because there are different people, because they are not me. You know, what I feel like somebody should do is wrong because I can't tell anybody how to live their life, how to process emotions. But what we can do is set the tone for how our conversations are going to go and how we're going to deal with those kinds of issues. So that was an unrealistic expectation of mine, I feel, is to just not let, not let what I think other people should do or how they should react to me be like that expectation. I should have never had that expectation. Now, should I expect for us to be able to have good conversation? Yes, but I shouldn't have expected for them to receive it the way I wanted them to receive it because it was a tough conversation. So that is number one, unrealistic expectations. And moving on to number two, Getting upset about things you cannot change. Let that ish go. Let me say that again. If you cannot change it, let it go. Because you are just causing more stress and buildup of anxiety about things that you simply cannot control. You have no power over them. One thing I'm going to say that, and I think we can all relate, is COVID. It is not a situation that we can, I mean, okay. Granted, there are things that you could do to improve the situation, you know, like maybe not be up in the clouds or whatever, but I digress, whatever. But, you know, there, it's not something we can necessarily change. Like, we did not, we ain't create COVID. I mean, I hope you didn't create COVID because I got to talk to you about that if you did. But, (laughs) I'm joking, y'all. But, you know, COVID has been a major, major dent in so many people's lives. And for me specifically, so that is the example I'm giving for myself because COVID has really just put a damper on things. So a lot of you know, I'm in law school. Law school went straight up online. At first, I was cool with it. I was like, hey, I ain't gotta leave the house. I ain't gotta pay for gas. I ain't gotta drive 30 to 40 minutes to school every day. Cool, it was good. But then it was like, all right, I thought it was just going to be for the spring. Oh, wait, we going to be online in the fall too. But also that was my decision. We could go on hybrid classes. I said, no, nah, y'all keep those hybrid classes. I'm going to stay at home. That's fine. And same thing for this next semester. I'm going to be fully online next semester too. And looking at it, I'm like, wow, almost half of my law school career would have been virtual. And I'm just getting down about it and down about it and down about it. And it's like, but I cannot change this. I cannot do anything about this. Literally. I have no power. I don't, I, I'm not the, I'm not the person who decides how classes are, are run. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I have no 
power as to how to get rid of this other than all the obvious things of taking care of yourself, taking care of your family and not doing dumb things. But overall, I can't change it. So the way COVID has been making me feel is also I got to get a job as an attorney, assuming that I become an attorney, which that's another episode. (laughs) But, you know, if I I'm looking for jobs and I'm trying to find things to apply for, I find myself getting so frustrated. I'm just like, man. What am I supposed to do? And it's like, I can't change it. Is it frustrating? Yes. And I'm not going to take away from that frustration because it is frustrating. And that's a valid emotion, but I can't change it. So I need to stop harping over all the time because all I'm doing is creating anxiety for myself and creating a negative space for myself. That's unnecessary. So number three, let it go. People pleasing people pleasing let it go okay i am so guilty of people pleasing to the end of the earth and i'm gonna give you another example and it's it's the same situation as my unrealistic expectations i let myself be like finally because it's been something had been weighing on me for a minute and i finally let myself talk about it i finally let myself address the situation and Right after I addressed it and, you know, my friend didn't react the way that I thought he would or I wasn't very happy about how he came back at me, I was like, well, wow, maybe I shouldn't have even addressed it. Like, maybe I should have just, to keep the peace and keep everything cool and smooth sailing, I shouldn't have said anything about it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I had to check myself. I had to check myself one time and be like, look, no, that's how I felt. So that's why I said it. And I want so bad to keep the peace at times because I, I can be confrontational. I don't have an issue with confrontation, but I don't prefer confrontation. I'm not the person's like, yeah, confrontation, let's do it. Like, that's not me. Like I can get into it and I love a help. I love, not love, I love confrontation period. But for the sake of negative and like toxic confrontation versus healthy confrontation, I love healthy confrontation. Let's talk. We're not cursing at each other. We're not doing anything like that. But I, I tend to sometimes not get into those confrontations that are very necessary because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and I don't want to make anybody upset, which essentially is people pleasing because if you're putting yourself first and you're pleasing yourself then you're going to have those conversations instead of worrying about what Sally Sam and Harry over there are going to think about the fact that you brought it up you know or just all another I'm gonna give another example for people pleasing because y'all I can people please to the end of the world I just said that like I, that's something that I'm still actively working on because I've done it for so, so long. It's like embedded in my DNA at this point. It's quite (laughs) not embedded. Sorry. But you know, like I, I also tend to, especially in work, in work, like, Hey Ashley, you know, can you do this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Don't worry about it. I got you. Like, no. And when I should really be saying no, no, 
I'm going to use a name. I don't know. What's a good name? Larry. No, Larry. I can't. I, I can't because I have so much other stuff on my plate right now. I can't add something else, but I'll just say yes to like, please them. Like, oh yeah, I can do it. No, no, not at all. So number four, let that go is negative self-talk. Okay. And I know I'm, I'm a, I'm guilty of like joking around, but like I'm trash. And I don't mean like that kind of stuff. Unless you truly believe you're trash, then then you need to, you know, take a look into that. But I feel like that kind of thing when you're just like, man, I'm trash, whatever. You know, like, it's like, it's not really, you don't really feel like you're trash. You're just being silly, being goofy. I don't count that kind of thing. I count like the, you know, I'm not capable of this. I am not strong enough to get through this. I am not equipped to handle this kind of situation or... You know, just those kind of limiting beliefs that set you back and keep you from achieving things that you are very, very capable of doing. Or just talking about you you being unattractive, you're fat, you're this, you're that. You don't have to talk about yourself like that. First of all, to be very clear, a lot of these standards that we associate our negative feelings about ourselves with who the hell created these damn standards? Who created them? Because, and why are we following them? You know what I'm saying? A lot of negative self-talk stems from those unnecessary bullshit standards. What's beautiful? And you know, the standards change because an example for negative self-talk I'm going to use is after I had my baby. Okay, first of all, I had a whole baby. My body was not going to look like it did pre-baby. Your body changes. Even, like, it changes during pregnancy. And then even you lose some of the weight, your body may not be exactly the same as it was then. Rightfully so, because it expanded and did all these crazy things to make room for this human to live inside you for, for, for like, 10 months. Because they be lying. You're pregnant. 40 weeks is 10 months, but I digress. Anyway, like that kind of thing. So I'm getting into myself. I'm getting so angry because I had my baby and y'all go, don't, don't blame me. Please, please don't judge me. I had my baby around the time that Kylie Jenner had her baby and then Khloe Kardashian had her baby like two months after that. So I had Melanie in January. Kylie had her baby February uh whatever her name is chloe had her baby in april so i'm over here like how she snapped back like that especially kylie because it was so close we had our babies less than a month apart so i am like over here just dang i'm like i'm just i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing like look at look at this little girl and then i'm like why am i comparing myself to kylie jenner I don't have the same act. I don't have the same fun. First of all, the funds. I don't have the funds to, you know, get surgeries or if she didn't get whatever, you know, get surgeries or, you know, work out like with these top notch trainers and have these personal chefs make me these yummy, wonderful meals to help me lose my baby weight. Like that was not my reality, but I came down on myself so hard for not snapping back 
first of all, the term snapback needs to be erased because it creates, like for me, it created such a negative perception of myself because of the definition of snapping back. You know what? Realistically, most moms don't have a baby and then two weeks later have a flat stomach. Let's just be real. That's not the case for everybody. So I needed to not do that for myself. That is something that I had to let go. A a piece, an example of negative self-talk that I had to let go because I had to stop comparing myself to these other people who don't have the same body as I do. Just plain and simple. So number five is negative people slash dead in relationships so this one's a two-parter because i feel like these can go hand in hand negative people and dead end relationships okay so when i mean negative people i mean those people who are not supportive those people who are low-key haters those people who don't want to see you shine Like, you have one ounce of shine, like, you shine a little bit, you know, it's like a little bit of shine, and then here they come putting on their sunglasses on so they can't see your shine. That's what I'm talking about. The people that have been sipping on Haterade since day one. Those are the people I'm talking about. These negative people, they gotta go. Got to go, okay? They are not helping. They are not helping the situation. We give, we are our own worst critics, naturally. We don't need, you know, Sally over here telling you, oh, well, you gonna try to make a podcast? Mm. You gonna try to start your own business? Mm. You gonna leave him when you ain't got nothing else? Mm. And that one is a lot. People try to tell you not to leave bad relationships because, oh, you're going to have to start over or you're going to do this yourself. A mess. Go go on somewhere. But that's what I'm talking about. Those kinds of people who don't know how to be happy for you, who don't know how to support you, who don't know how to be like, oh, sis, you winning or, oh, bro, you winning and it's cool. You know, you got to win. Like, you tell them a win, and then they have a rebuttal for your win. There should never be a rebuttal. It's you won. I'm happy for you. Whoop, whoop. And that's it. There should never be, and I'm going to use an example for myself of negative people. I've had friends, and I'm y'all can't see me, but I see you as, like, air quotations. I've had friends who have tried to really come at me about going into my businesses that I have been trying to venture, including this podcast. Oh, well, don't you think you already have enough on your plate? Oh, well, what about Melanie? Melanie is my daughter. You know what? And it's like, wow, how does it feel to be that much of a hater? Like, do you just wake up? And it's like, today, I am going to challenge myself to be the greatest hater of mankind. Like, what do you do? It's crazy to me. And, like, those kind of people, they got to go. They are not serving you in any way, shape, or form. I don't care how much you love them. I don't care. They could have been your best friend since kindergarten. Okay, Anne, you're not supportive. You're only a good friend when it's convenient for you. But when I'm trying to shine, here you are trying to block my shine. And I ain't having it. Goodbye.
So that second part of that is dead end relationships. We have to let go of relationships that are not going to work. And I don't mean like just romantic relationships, romantic, friendship, familial, because please, sometimes family got to go too. We're blood. The whole like, yeah, we're blood. Yeah, we family. We might have the same last name. You might be my cousin, whatever. But if you over here, like, blocking me, then I'm not going to have it. So there are some relationships that, like, especially we keep going back. We keep trying. Let me try to be this girl's friend again. Because, like I said, like, she's in my Francis kindergarten. So let me keep trying to be her friend. Let me keep trying to entertain this relationship because... I've known this relationship for so long. This has been it. I'm so comfortable here that I don't want to do anything that will mess up or challenge that relationship that I have with this person. And that doesn't matter. If it's not working, if it feels like it's a con, if there's more cons than pros to a relationship, they have, they have to go. And I really try to practice this with a lot of decisions I make, including this podcast. I got a piece of paper. I put a line down from the top to the bottom, wrote pros on one side, cons on the other, and then wrote, had bullet points for each. That is how I try to make most decisions in my life. If the pros outweigh the cons, then I'm doing it. Or then I'm going to try again, especially with romantic relationships. And with con, if the cons outweigh it, then I'm not going to do that. Maybe if it's like a major decision that's like just the cons outweigh it right now, but later in life, you know, it might balance out or the pros might come above, then I'll put that one on the back burner and I'll kind of write it down in my journal. Okay, this is something to return to. And, but in a relationship, whenever the cons outweigh, it's over. It's dead. It's a dead end relationship at that point, And it's not serving me in any way. All it's doing is causing me more stress, causing me more pain. And you don't need any more of that. You don't need any more of that than you might already have in your life just from natural things that occur from the day to day. So... With especially with romantic relationships, I feel like that dead end relationship aspect is really, really important. That pros and cons list is something really important. That's how I decided that I was done with my relationship with my child's father. And that was a very hard one because I really tried to make that family work because that was my child's father. I had the dream of giving my child that two-parent family structure because I didn't have that. My dad was not involved in my life, still isn't. I do not have a relationship with my father. I was raised by my mother and my grandparents and like her sisters. That's who I was raised by. So I was determined and so fixated on the idea of making our relationship work for our baby, for our child. And I realized, I sat down, I wrote down that pros and cons list, and the cons outweighed the pros. And that told me, okay, it's time. It's time. It's time to move on. It's time 
to be alone and be single. And I've been single ever since. I've been single almost, almost two years. And it is what it is, you know? Like, it was the best decision. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself, growth-wise. So, like I said, cutting off dead-end relationships is something that is important, something that you need to let go. Number six is comparing yourself to others. I'll run that one back, okay? Comparing yourself to others. It is so unnecessary. First of all, it creates a competition amongst each other that is that no one needs and it's making you feel like you have to reach what other people are doing it makes you feel bad because if you're not where they are at you're tripping over it and then you're becoming a hater low-key like low-key when you're comparing yourself to others and they're somewhere you want to be and you're not looking at is at you're not looking at it as i aspire to be that I aspire to accomplish those goals. You're looking at that, well, why can't I be there? Well, how did she get there? Well, how did he get there? How did he get that promotion? And I'm over here. He don't even have to work like I work. He don't have the same kind of situation I got. That kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. It doesn't help. It doesn't help you. You have to look at yourself and be like, look, I'm tripping. And if somebody is where you want to be, that's fine. But you cannot get mad at them or have, or like I said, be a hater. That's the word of the day, hater, for, towards them, you know? Even if you don't know them. Like, I could be a hater towards Kim Kardashian. What's the point? For what? She doesn't know who I am. And she's winning, I'm sorry. Like, she's winning in life. She's successful. She has what she wants and everything that she needs. Can I be like one day I want to have everything I need like that? I don't want to ever have to worry about money. Yes, that's something I can aspire to, but I don't have to hate on anybody. No one. And Kim Kardashian is like a major, like, that's a big, like, out there. But I don't even mean like Kim Kardashian. I mean just your, your friend, your colleague. People you know, your cousin, like you, you don't have to hate and you don't have to compare yourself to them because we all have different journeys. And I think it's really important to remember that we all have different journeys and different timelines for our life. Somebody, just because somebody graduated in three, graduated college in three years and then did this and got their master's and got their PhD, whatever, whatever. And you still have, and like, you feel like, oh, well, I haven't even finished undergrad yet. Who cares? That's your timeline. And that's their timeline. Your timelines don't have to be the same. Just because you're the same age as somebody or in a similar situation to somebody doesn't mean that y'all have to have the same timeline as to when you need to accomplish certain goals. It doesn't matter. That's why I say, instead of comparing your, let go of comparing yourself to others and bring in supporting yourself and realizing that your life is your life. And that's it. 
And here we go on to number seven, messy spaces, letting go of messy spaces, both literally and figuratively, literally meaning your room's a mess, your house is a mess, your kitchen is a mess. A lot of times when your surroundings are messy, you feel messy. And I can speak to that 100%. I have been only meditating and doing my journaling and my alone time outside because my room looks a freaking mess right now. Granted, I've only been a week out of finals. And during finals week, my spaces just become so cluttered and so messy. And then I probably contribute more to my stress because no not probably I definitely it I definitely contribute more to my stress by not making sure that my spaces are clean but also I'm not concerned about clutter because I'm trying to take these finals (laughs) so that is what it is but if you can really really try to keep your spaces clean and clear and this is something I'm working on as well Uh, I clean my bathroom spotless, like deep clean, not like that cleaning you do every week, but like that deep, deep clean. And I felt so good. Like I want to live in my bathroom now. (laughs) Like, I I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but it's just like, it does feel, it felt, it feels good. It felt good to be in there. But messy spaces literally can literally, can ultimately contribute to that scattered feeling that, that oh my gosh like oh I have this to do and that to do and there's just so much on me that really can't contribute to that I challenge you and please let me know if you do it just clean up one room in your house or your apartment or whatever it is clean up one room like and just sit there and see how lighter it feels I'm telling you and then walk into a room that's still cluttered and then you don't feel like you just walked into an abyss of darkness I'm telling you okay and then messy spaces figuratively this means messy situations messy people like I'm sorry but that that friend that's always talking about everybody like and I, I'm, I'm a, I say this with a grain of salt because you know we all do it I mean just to be real we all sometimes, and we try not to, I know I do, but every now and then I slip up and say something like, oh, Ashley, that wasn't cool. Don't say that. That's not right. Like, that wasn't nice. I, I catch myself, right? But we want to try to avoid doing that as much as we can because it's just negative. Just throwing out negativity for no reason. But why? Like, for why? What For what reason? Now, I know sometimes you kicking it with your friends and y'all have a little, like, little roasting session. It's all fun and games. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, okay? I'm talking about just actively. Did you see what happened with so-and-so? And, mm, girl, uh-uh, no, that's not okay. No, she really need to take care of that. You see what her man did? Uh-uh. Like, I'm talking about that. That. That's what you gotta cut out. Cut, cut it out. <laughs> like... That's what I mean. And messy situations. Like, I'm talking about, like, those situationships, you know? Like, those, like, friendships where, like, y'all ain't really friends. Y'all just kind of use each other for clout or, like, use each other to get somewhere. That's a messy situation because y'all ain't really friends. And 
those fake friendships have to stop. Like, that was one thing with me. I'll be really, really quick to call somebody my friend and then barely even know them. Just because we work together, we are on a same, like, we are in the same situation. We go to school together and we're around each other. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're friends at all. And then, like, that can get you in a real real awkward situation there. So I would say eliminate those. That's a messy situation. Situationships, I know, they can feel so good and so right, but they ain't it. They ain't it. It's just complicated. It's just confusing. And someone's going to get hurt. Let it go. Messy situations at work. You have somebody, this can go in different ways. You have a boss or you have a colleague that's always coming at you and like being messy and trying to cause problems for you at work. You got to address that situation. Either address the situation, try to get it corrected at work, or you need to start looking for yourself another job. Because why are you keeping yourself in these messy situations unless you have to? I'm not saying leave your job and then have no way to pay your bills and then be struggling. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying try to correct it. If it can't be corrected, try to look for another job. But you have to keep standing your ground and trying to de-escalate that, de-escalate that situation in the meantime. If it won't, if it can't be corrected at work. So I'm gonna go over again those seven things that you need to let go. Number one, back to number one, unrealistic expectations. Number two, things you can't change. Number three, people pleasing. We don't need it. Number four, negative self-talk. Number five, negative people slash dead end relationships. Number six, comparing yourself to others number seven messy spaces both literally and figuratively so i'm going to leave you guys with some affirmations to repeat to yourself try to write them down if you can if you need to pause it and go back write it down do that if you need to put it on a sticky note hang it on your mirror do that as well number one i will let go of people and things that do not serve me. Again, I will let go of people and things that do not serve me, okay? Number two, I will honor myself always. I will honor myself always. Number three, I will let go of negativity to make room for my blessings. Again, I will let go of negativity to make room for my blessings. All right, guys, thank you. That was episode three. Let that ish go, okay? If you are liking what you're hearing, please share it. Uh, Leave a review. Tell your friends to listen. Thank you guys for all the love that I have been receiving. You have a great day, you beautiful, beautiful people.